It's episode 30 and I turned 30. Oh, shut up. up. Scorigami. Hello. That's got to mean something. I guess we have to sing happy birthday on the air, huh? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Let's harmonize. Me and Shards will do a two part harmony. I'll take the low part. We're holding Rob up. It's his birthday now. You should be out doing things. You go party or what? Probably not. Saving that for the weekend or what? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Are your daughters giving you uh, daddy presents? Oh, yes. Oh, that's cool. Is your wife giving you daddy presents? Dude, you know better than <laughs> to ask that. You don't ask that. God damn it, man. <sighs> Shards over the line. <laughs> Can I get a hug? Happy birthday, Rob. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Welcome to the Glass Bottom Podcast, the GBP, if you will. I'm Mike, and up to the left, you know who it is, but you don't know how old he is. It's Rob. Happy birthday, Rob. What up? Oh, hi. Thank you. Do you want to disclose the number? What's the number? Well, since today is our 30th episode, I decided to turn 30 today. You're so over the hill, dude. That's the hump of the hill. Up to my right. Not quite 30. Charts. What up, Charts? You're old. Yeah. So we got young, kind of old, and fucking old now. That's cool. That's a good demographically spread panel, I think. I'm actually older than Rob. Wait, I thought you were... What? How old are you? Yeah, I'm 34. Oh, shit, Rob. You're still the baby. <laughs> Rob's a baby. Yeah. Oh, you baby. Oh. Like a oh. wee baby. Although Shards looks more like a baby. Really, True. No, a, a newborn baby. <laughs> yeah, newborn, newborn baby, baby. straight up. <laughs> With a huge grill. Oh, God. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if babies were born with teeth? Oh, that would look suck. awful. Plus have you seen pictures of babies that are born with their teeth? What? No. Oh, well, yeah, it happens, and it's fucking weird. Sure, it's it looks, weird. What it looks super unnatural. Birth canal. It is super unnatural. That's fucked oh, up. Oh, God. They come that out is... just gnawing on the umbilical cord. Gnawing. That is unfucking settling. It's so weird, right? It seems so yeah. unnatural. It's hard to look at. The mom says, I thought you weren't going to give me a episiotomy. I didn't. The kid nod through it. Oh, <laughs> that's too bad. And now he's got a nurse. Here's your baby. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob, 30. Uh, I can't even remember what it felt like to turn 30. Turning 40 is when shit goes downhill. 30, shit shouldn't be going downhill. What is your impression of one day of 30? Oh, well, I'm definitely still alive. There's, there's that much. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. What about? Did you wake up a little, a little more achy, breaky? Did you, did you f- couldn't see as well, hear as well? Like I wake up stuff? every day more achy, breaky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, did you say anything stupid today? Like where you were talking, you forgot what you were saying. That happens. Yeah, every day. Whoa, you might be an old soul. I think they call that. But thirty's not that old. So I hope you keep partying and 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 keep it up. 30, not bad. I wish I was fucking 30. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> housekeeping! Housekeeping! I owe Deuce an apology. If you listen to the last episode, we had a consorted effort to destroy Deuce to 
publicly humiliate him. And we had no reason to. He's a great guy. He's a great worker. But he doesn't listen to our podcast. So we felt it necessary. I, I felt it necessary to slander him and libel him and say terrible things about him in jest. So what did Deuce do? Shards knows he was, I think you're a unnamed co-conspirator. I'm gone for 10 days from work and I come back and all my favorite tools that I've had for a decade are gone, spread to the wind. <laughs> oh no. Uh, not only did he commandeer Mike's spot, he just started handing out fucking tools like they were candy. Oh, you need a torque yeah. wrench? Here you go. Oh, you need a, you need a, yeah. a hockey puck? Here you go. There you go. Yeah. You need a screwdriver? Here I- you go. He was not off base or out of bounds. I deserved it. However, he did great. He he basically took my workbench of 10 years worth of specialized tools and turned it into a yard sale. So Jesus congr- Christ. <laughs> Congratulations, Deuce. Turnabout is fair play. He yard sailed my fucking workbench. <laughs> and I'm still trying to recover half my shit. But that is a great way to get me back. He did it in a very classy, awesome way. And, uh, you know, I give him props. Congratulations, Deuce. We will no longer slander you. You've earned a spot to not be slandered or libeled for that matter. It's been a fun week. I've had to retrain myself. Oh, we got a guest appearance. Uh Uh-oh. Boo. Bucky's and Fort Pierce. That is rumored. Is that even, that's not really closer though, is it? Yes. Yeah. It is half the distance, half the time. It's only, it's under 40 minutes to get down there. Yeah. That's south though. No, I don't we have to, we have to get what? closer to the Puerto Ricans then. <laughs> uh, no, the Puerto Ricans are to the west in Orlando. The oh, south right. is Cubans and Cubans and Haitians. So you can go south. I don't get the Bucky's thing. Like people have tried. I think we even discussed on the pod. I just don't get it. I've never been to a Bucky's. It's uh, or as I like to say, bussies. What? Bussies. What? <laughs> I bet you that's oh, what Dave Italian? calls them. <laughs> if they're Italian, does, does call you don't know what a bussy is, do you? Uh, it's a bus full of vaginas. Oh no! no. What, what's a bussy? Well, it's spelled B O I U S S Y. Boys, B O I is boy. I don't know what is it. I don't know if I want to like spell this one out completely for him or just leave him in the dark here. I'm picking up my phone. I'm oh no! He's gonna... Hey, ma- go to Twitter Google. and hashtag search it. That'll help you. No, B O I C C Y. Do B U S S Y. B. What am I doing now? B U I. No, just B U. Uh huh. S S Y. That's busy. Two S's. Boy and pussy use her for the man's anus. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, who calls it that? That's terrible. Oh, man. Someone, oh. Someone's trying to get it coined and put into Webster's Dictionary. Who is that? Like no, who, who does Old Town Road? Oh, uh, uh, Lil Nas X. Yes, Lil Nas he, X. He's, he was going to bat saying that that word needs to be added to the uh, Webster's Dictionary. Mm-hmm. Santorum's in there. That's my favorite. So why not Bussy? Now that I know what it means. But where do you get Bucky's from? Bussy. I don't look, I don't see look, look at how you spell Bucky's, and, and then I'm just pronounce turn the, the C's and into S's. Yeah, Bucky's. Ah, dude, I still don't see it. I was told Bussies. to be no Yeah. Okay. Well, Bucky's. I'm not a huge fan. They have a huge jerky selection. I hear the food's good. The turtlets go on forever. That's cool. Uh, you don't like the bussy meat? 
<laughs> this is going nowhere until we get away from Bussy. What about, what about Bussy's Nuts? Mm. Oh, Bussy's Nuggets? I love Beaver Nuggets. I love the Beaver Nuggets from Bucky's. Oh, Those are good. He really likes Bussy Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, he does. Are they harvested from the toilet seat of a Bussy's? Bucky's? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you, is that where they grow wild yes i like the, the fact that it was designed for stupid americans to pull into the gas pumps and then leave their car for 45 minutes that's kind of an american thing so i'm glad bucky's embraced that and said well we'll just build more gas pumps instead of me sitting behind some dude who never ever comes back and when he does he's got an arm full of fucking shit like at a p-lot or a flying J. Or a love truck stop. God, that's aggravating. So Dude, the, the other day I pulled into a Flying J to get gas. And someone was at the gas pump, right? And mm-hmm. they parked there and must have been hella planning to be in Flying J's for a hot minute because they had their <laughs> sun shield up and everything. Like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing, God. dude? This is not a parking spot. It is a Bucky's, but not its Fly J. No way. Damn. Um, so sidebar real quick. I was sidebar. just about to open a new drink yeah and i'm gonna ruin this for everybody that drinks out of a can just before you open it take a look at the top Uh and examine it and just know that where all of these cans are stored just so many fucking rodents right Mm -hmm. so rodents walk all across your cans and rat shit yeah like there's just black shit all over my fucking can especially inside the groove dude you gotta clean that shit out yeah, I'm like looking at this like how the oh, perfect. I got a piece of paper. Black shit around your can is better than white shit all around your can. I'm just telling you. You should have said around your rim, but you know, mm, or your pussy no, can. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new word. Last week it was cheese in my underwear and now it's bussy. Oh well. Yeah, I think somebody did a study back in the day, like on 2020 or one of those TV news magazines where they went and swabbed cans in uh, convenience stores and then did the Petri dish thing and found that you don't want to know how much fucking shit is on the lid of a can. But that's what your immune system's here for. You're either a germ phobe and you're afraid of them all or you just go, fuck it, two million years of evolution. I'm just going to lick it. There are some times where I legitimately rinse the top of my can. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. I always wrench the bottom of my can because it smells like shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn. Yin and yang. I don't have a, a yin, a good news, but I have bad news. And the bad news is, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I literally, literally, I literally, 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 literally drove ocean to ocean, coast to coast since you last heard my beautiful, sultry voice. And Americans are terrible drivers from coast Mm -hmm. to shining coast. California used to be a bastion of good drivers, blinkers, letting you merge. That's over. Mm -mm. They do the same shit everybody else does now, and they are fucking terrible. We must have hit a terrible driver every hour on the hour as we were driving. Most of them were fast lane doing the speed limit all the way to uh, glommers that like fly up on you and then just stick right there in your blind spot like, oh, I'm going to sit right here and there's no apparent motion between the two of us. And this is a comfortable spot to uh, break checking. And uh, it was terrible. We had fun yelling at him. Me and my kid did. A, I must have flipped about 50 people off and I'm not usually prone to that. I just let things go, but I had enough. By the time we got out of California, I had enough. Just fucking had enough. 
So <laughs> it was California that broke you. The first yeah. state of your trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck yeah. We they just, oh, you just have no idea how fucked up the drivers are out there. And they used to be great. I do. I do have. Oh, an that's idea. right. You guys. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, California drivers were great. They knew how to merge. They knew how to do all the cool stuff. Let you in, flash your lights, blah, blah, blah. blah. Work together. Everybody works together. We get there faster. Florida was like, fuck you. This is my lane. Fuck you. I'm whatever. Yeah. Terrible. And the coup de gras getting out of California was we were hauling ass. We were leaving on a weekday before rush hour. And then we get out to the fucking desert heading towards Barstow. There's nothing. It's three lanes in every direction. All of a sudden Google's like plus 25 minutes, plus 35 minutes, plus 55 minutes. We get stuck in this horrific traffic jam in the fucking desert. There's nothing there. You cannot wreck in the desert because there's nothing there to distract you from three open lanes of traffic. We finally get to the front of it. It's like a nothing accident. And we were we were held up an hour in the fucking boiling hot Barstow sun. That was our goodbye, California. And it sucked ass. Oh, my fucking God. So did you go through Vegas? Fuck yeah, dude. I had a blast you, in Vegas. Where did you uh, how did you exit Nevada? Drunk. With a hangover. That's how it exited Nevada. Here's what happened in Vegas. Me and my kid got out of late start, as we always do, you know. Uh, we went to the battleship Iowa in San Pedro Harbor, and we were supposed to spend an hour there. We spent like three hours there because it was badass, but not as cool as the New Jersey. Shout out to the USS New Jersey. Then we get on the road, and we're, we're like, okay, we, we'll make up the time, and we're okay. And then we hit that fucking Barstow one hour of no reason fucking traffic. And we made terrible time. We got to Vegas late. So we got a late start in Vegas. We had a hotel on the strip. Went to check in. The good old days, the hotels knew where their bread was buttered. They're like, let's get these fucking wallets and purses out on the gambling floor and then the restaurants to spend their fucking money. So we'll have 20 people checking you in. Well, that ain't the way it is now. There was like 15 check-in computers and there was two motherfuckers working the check-in computer at the Luxor. Shout out to the Luxor. Oh, man. That's the pyramid, you know, with the light on top. So there's another 45 minutes down the fucking drain. For some reason, they don't want you to check in. I guess they lose money when people check into a hotel now. I don't know. We get checked in. We go up to the room. It's a cool room. We come back down, and uh, immediately we hit a place to get some beers on board. It's 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 like 930 by this point. I'm agitated because, like, we should have been deep into Vegas culture by now. And uh, we get a couple beers on board. Then we go out to the Strip. The strip sucks. Fuck the strip. Have you guys been out? Have, you, have either of you been to Vegas? Yep. When was the last time you were there, Rob? 2012 or 13. Did they have the overpasses on the strip where you walk over overpasses? You know, I don't remember. I think I think there was. Yeah. This is the bane of my existence. You walk a block, then you go up 100 fucking stairs, drunk and tired. Then you walk across an overpass and you go down 100 fucking stairs, drunk and tired. And then you go a block and you do the same shit over again. It's like a fucking Peloton workout to walk on the strip. Fuck it. And then there used to have casinos on the strip, like right on, like you come off the sidewalk into a casino. And you could get beer, cheap food, gamble. Now it's all mini malls, like you have to walk like 30 fucking minutes off the strip to get into a casino and nobody has cheap food there. The casinos on the strip now are like prime rib 79 95. Uh, yeah. Come get a homemade beer, whatever you, a craft beer, $15 for a 16 ounce beer. That's the strip now. Fuck the strip. So I was super aggravated, super aggravated sidebar. 
you know how like on famous places like Times Square and Grandma's Chinese Theater, they have like Spider-Man and Wolverine and people posing like dressed up to take pictures with? Yeah. The strip now, and I don't know why this is, I haven't had a chance to research it, is there's two people on the strip to take your picture and do stuff. One is pairs of black showgirls that are very plus size that are wearing G-strings and they got their cans hanging out and then they got the feather hat, you know, on the front, like they're going to go dance somewhere, but they ain't dancing. They ain't nobody doing no jazzercise on them. That's all I saw. Those ladies and uh, the second thing is they got these 360 cameras. So you and your friend, drunk friends, step up on this platform and then you go, woo, woo, like a stupid ass American. And then the camera circles you and does a video that they give you and it shows like, the casinos in the background, it circles you. That's all there is on the strip. Black girls saying, hey, you want to take a picture, baby? Come on, baby. And uh, the 360 cameras. It, it was it sucks. It sucked. But the bright side, the yin of the strip, is uh, me and my kid passed a little Mexican lady sitting in a corner on a cooler. We just paid like $10 for a fucking can of Bud Light and downed it going to watch the Bellagio water fountains, which sucked. Bellagio's gone to shit. The water fountains are like watching a 90-year-old man come. It's like, yay. You know, they used to shoot a high in the air. Great music. No, anyway. Sidebar to the sidebar. My kid goes, I think that Mexican lady was selling beer. Really? Let's go back. So we went back. She didn't speak English. We walked up and we go, hmm, beer, give him the hand gesture of drink. And she nods. And uh, I said cerveza because, you know, I'm I'm a multicultural guy. And uh, <laughs> she gets up off the cooler, hands us two beers, and she goes, gives us the number five. I'm like, $5? That's it? Fuck yeah. So we hit her up for uh, $20 worth of beer before the terrible Bellagio water show was over. So that was, a, that was a good thing. Mexican lady, unnamed Mexican lady on a cooler selling beer for five bucks. I'm sure she got run out of there by the feds or somebody. But that was good. By the ATF? <laughs> it is their job. Uh, ma'am, do you have a uh, suppressor or a 11.5 uh, rifle on you? No. Uh, what about alcohol? See. Si. <laughs> <laughs> See. Si. Anyway, that was a that was a bright spot. Getting a five dollar beer from a undercover Mexican lady that was great. And then finally, I uh, I took Marsha's advice and I was like, I'm going to find me a bus. We we tried to get on the bus. We walked another. My taint, dude. My taint is still hurting. It's fucking hamburger. We walked like eight <laughs> miles. Plus, I did a Stairmaster Championship Challenge. I finally get on the double-decker bus. It's full of drunk assholes and high school students. We saw a pile of chaperoned high school groups on that bus. And the next morning, we went to go get food at Chica Fila. And there's groups of high school kids. Who's sending their fucking high school kids to Vegas? What, it, what What's that all about? That's kind of fucking weird. I'm not going to lie. It was super weird. We're on a bus at 11 o'clock at night drinking a beer and there's like a group of high school people and they're like doing their thing like, okay, class, class 55, we're getting off the next stop. Like, what are the, what, is this a learning on the go thing? Like, uh, we're going to teach you how to gamble and uh, market yourself as a showgirl on the strip. That was baffling. I never got that. So anyway, after me cursing the strip, me and the kid, Finally heard the call. Fremont Street. Fremont Street next. We got off the fucking bus and Fremont Street was heaven. Heaven. Old Las Vegas. There was a band playing. They got that LED roof TV that's doing cool shit. Unfortunately, in typical Mike style, I was late. I was aggravated. My kid goes into a, the first booth is a street taco booth. The kid goes in there. He's like, dad, I'm starving. 
he grabs two street tacos. And I'm like, I'm not eating. I got drinking to do. We're late. You know, I'm behind the curve. So he gets the street tacos and we sit down and he's eating. He's like, dad, you got to get some. I'm like, no, dude, we're late. Uh, I ain't eating. So I took a little bite of his meat. That shit was, ooh, let me rephrase it. I took a little bite of his <laughs> taco. That shit was good. I said, how much you pay for this? He's like, six bucks. On the strip, that would have been literally $30. Like right. Guy Fieri's special street tacos from Guadalajara, $30. This was a place where I don't think the people making them spoke English. It was a building, like a, a strip mall cubicle where they you could tell they just put in the stuff to cook the tacos and some place to sit and nothing else. And the tacos were fantastic. So I was like, this is my kind of town, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We get to the first casino, the Fremont Casino, and I'm agitated, angry, and I'm like, we're way behind the power curve now. It's like 1030 at night. We were supposed to only hang out until 11 or 12 and go get some sleep because we had a lot of driving to do. I pop in the Fremont, walk around. It's an old rundown casino. It smelled like mildew. Half the tables were closed. It was it was Las Vegas. Walked around, found a blackjack table with some fun people apparently sitting there. We sat down and started gambling. And it turned out great. The first three guys that were sitting next to us were three gay guys that worked for Ford Motor Company in Dearborn, Michigan. One of them was like a huge supervisor. And he told us some secrets about some Ford Motor Company products coming out. We had a blast. Like it was just fun, nonstop fun. And uh, I was stacking chips. I'll be honest with you. I mean, my size chips, they weren't like $1,000 chips or $100 chips, but I was stacking chips. Good for you. I know. And... I tipped the waitress big up front and she kept coming back and the Heinekens were free. The reason I, oh. went in that, uh, right? the reason I went in that casino was as the first casino I saw that it didn't say, you know, like Guy Fieri's fucking hamburger restaurant and craft beer. It said Heineken $3. That's my mating call. You, you put up a sign that says Heineken $3 and I'm coming in there. So I got a $3 Heineken. We sat at the table and then I, from then on I tipped her good up front she kept coming back like every five minutes. I got plowed. The kid got plowed. And I was still drunk stacking chips. Stacking chips. What a guy. Fun. Well, here's the bad part. We had so much fun. We knew the dealers by name. They were switching out every two hours. And that didn't ring a bell because I was liquored up and I was oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the first time the cool dealer left, it was an older lady named Michelle. And uh, she's like, don't worry, I'll be back in an hour. I was like, Oh, we probably won't see you again. Okay, bye, Michelle. Thank you. Gave her some tip. And then next thing you know, oh, Michelle's back. Hey! Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Danielle. Thank you. I'm still stacking chips. And then she'll be like, oh, she's going on her long break. She'll be back in two hours. Like, okay, well, we'll probably never see you again. Hey, Michelle's back. Hey! And it finally crescendoed in. Like, we were so tired of winning money that I looked out the door and I saw daylight through, like, the little crease underneath the uh, overhead screen thing. I was like, it's light outside. Hey, uh, what time is it? I asked the dealer. She goes, 6.45. I was like, holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I sat on one bar stool at a gambling table at at probably 11 o'clock and didn't leave till 6.45. Wow. And I was, oh, I was Heineken out, but I stacked a bunch of chips. We had a lot of fun with that. So that put us behind again in typical Mike fashion. And my kid is a chip off the old block. So we went home to the hotel, slept for about three hours, woke up. I woke up like I had a fucking tomahawk in my forehead. My eyes were crossed and I was dehydrated like a fucking prune. And from there, we set off across the country. But Vegas is rad. Do not waste your time on the strip, gentlemen and listeners. Go to fucking Fremont Street and downtown. Forget the fucking strip unless you're a millionaire. Fuck that place. 
Fuck it. I'm honestly impressed. That's that's a fucking night right there. It was a great night. I usually leave there humiliated and saying, well, I only gambled 40 bucks. It was entertainment money, like going to the movies. No, this time I, I guzzled their beer and I took their fucking money. That I later, Yeah, I later cashed in for some great stuff. I'll tell you later, but you ain't been to Vegas yet, Shards? Nope. Damn. Any interest in Vegas? Are you a Vegas kind of guy? Uh, I don't know. Rob, you going to go back? Probably not. I have a pretty addictive personality, so. So do I. If you sit me me down in front of a slot machine or blackjack, I'm going to spend too much money. Damn. Well, I have similar problems, I guess, but I know when to say when on gambling because, you know, liquor and drugs, I would probably just go till the bitter end. But gambling, I realize I got no money. So, yeah, (laughs) I have something to lose. And that's like $60 and then life's over. (laughs) Vegas is a fun town, but yeah, fuck the strip. Anyway, so we got on down the road. We saw the Grand Canyon in Arizona, and uh, I saw your picture. I was in, I was impressed by the uh, the picture quality and and you holding the penny. That it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. I love. Yeah, it. a lot of people didn't get my joke. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, congratulations! You you found a lucky penny and saw the Grand Canyon." The joke was. <laughs> the joke wow. was yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was staring at my shoes, kicking up dirt, and I found this penny. And then behind me is the most grandiose visual thing on the entire mm-hmm. fucking planet. But plenty of my Facebook friends were like, oh, my God, how lucky is that? I was like, oh, how dense oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I pulled the same shtick last time with my when I went to the Grand Canyon with my younger son. I did a little quick video where I was just like crunching through the gravel going crunch, crunch, crunch. And I go, oh, look at this pebble. And I zoom in on it and then I hold it up and the Grand Canyon's behind it. I start going, going, that is a super neat pebble. I'm going to keep this pebble. Look at this pebble. It's so interesting. They got that one, but the penny one went over their head. (laughs) And then that's funny. The whole trip I was looking forward to when you go down the backside of the canyon, you get on the res. Our Native American friends are no Native Americans. Not good. They're indigenous, indigenous Americans. They usually have these plywood shacks built on the side of the road that are full of their crafts and handiworks. And every time I go through there, I get a tchotchke. Like right now, from the first trip with my youngest son, I have a necklace made out of juniper seeds and turquoise, which they told me was from the Grand Canyon area. But I think they buy it from China. But anyway, I don't Anyway, Last time I went there, there was like 10 of those little booths strung together in this, in this little place. And they were all full little indigenous American women old stripping stuff together, making necklaces and bracelets. This time, I guess Joe Biden's economy ain't working for the Navajo because there was like two of those shacks were open and there was an older lady sitting in one of them, but she had like a younger man running the show and he smelled like liquor. I know that sounds like a stereotype, but I'm not bullshitting you. You smelled like liquor. He came over (laughs) and started talking. Hey, uh, my, my aunt there makes all the jewelry. eh?" I was like, Oh, cool. And I said, oh, she's not making it today. He goes, no, she's being lazy today. She was just sitting there doing nothing, just like sitting there in a chair staring at the wall. So I'm I'm sus. It's sus that she made any of this jewelry. But I bought another uh, necklace to hang on my rearview mirror. I guess what my point here is, I think the Navajos are suffering from Joe Biden's uh, recession kind of thing. Some Something's not right at the Navajo res. Is it fair to say Joe Biden's recession? I feel like we've been in this recession for the past <laughs> 20 years. Uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, 
this is not a political podcast, but yeah, I was just saying that to be facetious. I think the indigenous Americans have been in a recession since we took their land and then kicked them to fucking the desert. There's nothing here. This is your land. So we drove across Arizona, New Mexico, right through the res. It's like hours of being on the res. And it's, I don't know. I thought it was heaven. It's like nothing, just flat, nothing. And then all of a sudden like six double wide trailers, some single wide trailers, and that's that's like their little community and then nothing for another 100 miles and then some more trailers and stuff and i thought that shit was like i'm like i want to live here but I, i'm not one of them so i don't think they'd let me move in i need yeah, to you white, white. what i say you white white i know but i could embrace their culture i love their culture they they figured out early on that you live with the land not off the land that's me that's how i thought when but i was a could kid they embrace you no, because I'm fat and I don't have diabetes yet. So they'd be huh. like, "How do you how do you eat so bad and not have diabetes?" I'm like, "No, I don't know. I have a fatty liver. Does that qualify?" <laughs> so when you drove out of California, did you drive through uh, Joshua Tree and Twenty Nine Palms? No, that was south of us. We went kind of north. There's nothing. Twenty Nine Palms is the biggest nothing pile of shit on earth. Right. Absolutely. And burnt down meth houses. Yeah, Joshua Tree's rad. I've been there as a kid, but we saw Joshua Trees on our trip, but not that park. We went north of that through the beautiful city of Barstow. Oh, man. So we, we get out in the desert. We leave. We go through the res, and uh, we drive all night. To, we, we missed uh, Monument Valley, you know, where Forrest Gump quits running. Like, he's run on that road where you can see, like, 100 miles behind him, and then there's this beautiful rock formation but way back there. That's Monument Valley. We wanted to go there at sunset and because uh, we were hung over and had axes in our foreheads and we're both good sleepers, we missed Monument Valley. Oof. Then we ate at a highlight of the trip at a Denny's on an Indian reservation. Everything else was old and run down. Brand new Denny's. Looked like a newly minted penny. We went in Denny's. They have a fucking hamburger now. They have a huge menu now. It's They're more than just the All-American Slammer. Oh yeah, dude. They got the they got the moons over Miami still. They got all the classics, but they added like 20 things to their menu. And we're in the middle of an Indian reservation in the middle of the desert. And I was sus. I was like, don't order seafood, kid. Do not order seafood. Oh, Please don't order eggs. I would be sus. Like I haven't seen a chicken since we left California. Don't order the eggs either. That's where they, come. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta be powdered. We saw lots of cows. So I was like, well, you know what? I want denny's breakfast but i'm feeling like some beef denny's is like hey boy we got you they have a hamburger i forgot what it was called they had a hamburger that has uh egg on it and hash browns it's like a breakfast stuff on top of a hamburger not just an egg but all the breakfast stuff on a hamburger and it was good and that I sounds pretty cook. great yeah i saw the cook he was indigenous american and i was like he probably he probably loves what he does i guess here and he did that was my first uh, fast food meal on the trip. Everything else was designer, bougie food, and I loved it. I fucking had egg yolk running down my jowls. That was good. Damn good. And I think my kid got like something stupid, like chicken fried steak or something. I was like, dude, what are you doing here? This is Denny's now. Look, they have meatloaf. They have, they have, they have designer food. Let's get you something good other than seafood. But anyway, Meatloaf at a they, fucking Denny's? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The scraps have to go somewhere. 
They're, I don't know where they went, but they went somewhere. They made that three weeks ago. <laughs> Easily. Probably. But if you taste good and I don't get sick, who gives a flying rat's ass? So anyway, we get to Durango, Colorado late, naturally. And we get our shitty hotel. Uh, sidebar. Here's what happens with hotels now. There's three kinds of hotels. I got this figured out. Hotel, do you want me to start at the high end or the low end? One of you pick. Low end. Okay, low end hotels are Motel 6 and below, like uh, Juniper Bush uh, Hotel, Motel. And those are privately owned and just the minimum. You may get clean sheets. You may get a tiny Heavy emphasis on the may. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And the non-smoking room is going to smell like an ashtray. And when you step on that linoleum coming out of the shower, your feet are going to be like, tell the brain to vomit because this feels terrible. That's the low end. The high end is the big name brands. And believe me, they're like 300 plus a night. That strata. So the Motel 6s are like $60-ish. The high strata is the Embassy Suites and the, the high ones where everything's nice, everything's clean, new mattresses, great feeling mattresses. And then there's the middle class hotels where I stayed. These were ones that were previously big name hotels that got old as fuck. And then somebody from India and or Saudi Arabia, what's another country? Uh, uh, UAE. Somebody from the UAE or India. Rob, what were you going to say? I said Kuwait. Kuwait. Yeah. Bought them and then sent their cousin that they fucking hate. Like, you're going to America for what? You're going to run a motel in Durango, Colorado. Get out. And he goes, here's what I noticed on the middle class hotels, which we stayed in, because that's what I am. They've been redone recently, but everything was done by a half-assed contractor like me. Like the floors, they look great till you get to a corner and you see that like he couldn't cut the tile right. So there's a fucking gap in the tile and then <laughs> they filled it with caulk. And then you go, you go in the bathroom and uh, like the tile around the toilet's all fucked up and there's giant dents in the wall. You're like, he hired a 75 percent or contractor. That's the middle class. You're going to get a clean hotel that was remodeled by a 75 percenter who had a Arab, possibly Indian man yelling at him to get finished so he took a lot of shortcuts, took a lot of shortcuts. This didn't happen to be at a Ramada, did it? That Glad you said that, Shards. That is the king of them. In my travels in life, I found that Ramada has turned into the, uh, do you want to invest in a hotel in America? <laughs> Call it 1-800-HOTEL-INVEST. And that's and they buy it and they fix it up with a contractor that does it at the lowest price. And next thing you know, uh, it's all, oh, <laughs> the Durango Hotel. By the we had two queen size beds because we're queens and we need there was two of us. <laughs> the the switch to turn the light on and off in the main the main light in the room was the headboard. They had built a new headboard and the switch was sticking out in the up position on top of the board that made the headboard. So the headboard had been built against the switch and you couldn't flip the switch. Oh my God. (laughs) So you had to get your fat ass up and go click the light. You know, you're ready to go to bed and you had to do it it, because their 75% contractor was like, well, uh, you know, it fits. It works. Okay. Ready to go to bed. I'll turn out the light pitch dark tiptoeing. You know, that old move like, Oh, where is Oh, the fucking bed? God damn it. My toe. That's what it was. (laughs) And the, everything in the bathroom was 75%. I felt right at home, but I'm just telling you, uh, that's what the middle-class hotels are now. Newly renovated by a 75% contractor being yelled at by an angry 
uh, Arab slash Indian person. But the mattresses were all comfortable. We had good night's sleeps. I'm just saying if there were other people on a trip with us, more discerning females, they would have been like, fuck this. I'm not staying here. This is fucking garbage. So we had a great time in the hotels. It was all right. The funny story about Durango, we went there for the choo-choo, the Durango Silverton choo-choo. Are you familiar with that, Rob? I'm not. What? Charge, you know the Durango Silverton choo-choo. Nope. Oh. It's, an, it's a steam engine the, the, uh, back when Silverton was producing most of the country's silver to get miners and supplies in. They built a railroad train that went up from Durango through this beautiful mountain pass along this river where Detective Jimmy used to be. And uh, it's still in play today. They, they, they saved it and it still has steam engines. You get on an old fashioned rail car and you ride up and the, you know blows steam and doop, doop. it's fucking awesome if you like trains. That's why we stopped in Durango. So the night we go to bed, I'm tired from driving. I look up. Okay, this first train leaves at 8. We're not going to catch that because we're terrible. The next one leaves, and I said 9.30. Well, it turns out it was 9.15. We didn't know that. So we get out of bed in a panic at like 8.45. Me and the kid try and get our shit together. We're like, we'll come back to the hotel. Let's go. We got to go see the (laughs) choo-choo. So we get down to the track. We get by a beautiful spot in the bridge where the track is. We're going to take video. We're going to see this beautiful steam engine pump by. And on the way there, we're like, oh, we heard the whistle. Oh, we saw some steam. Perfect timing, kid. High five. We're like, yeah, look what we did. We get to the track. We set up. We start our cameras. We're looking around. We're like, you know, there's nobody here but us. Hmm, That's kind of weird. Oh, well, they don't, you know, nobody knows this secret spot we just found. 930 comes and goes. (laughs) So I, so I go back through their website. Yeah, the train left at 9.15. <laughs> Another 75 percenter story. Choo-choo, goodbye. Anyway, we caught up with it in Silverton where it, it, it where Terminus is in Silverton, and we had a great time in Silverton. But the problem with this trip was without my wife there or somebody who says like 6 o'clock, everyone's out of bed, you're in the shower. I'm in the shower. He's in the shower. This is how it's going to work. Me and the kid, my alarm went off and I yelled, Spence, get in the shower. He goes, oh, okay. And I went back to sleep and then my alarm went off again. I was like, Spence, get in the shower. Oh, okay. And then hours would go by. We missed everything by two hours. We missed the choo-choo by two hours. We were supposed to end up at Pike's Peak that night. It's a mountain with a road on it. That's Pike's Peak, right? How can you be late to that? Well, here's how you'd be late to that. (laughs) So we drove our asses off. We get to Pike's Peak. And at the bottom now, since the last time I've been there, they built a toll booth from the National Forest Service. And it was closed. Last cars admitted to 4 p.m. We're there at 520. The fucking mountain closes. A mountain closes. Uh, What? Yeah. It's a mountain with a road on it. And for some reason, it closes. So we were like, oh, son of a bitch. On my previous trip with my younger son, the same thing happened. We left Vegas late. Duh. We were going to go to the Four Corners Monument where Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, and Arizona meet. It's just a piece of cement with with like a, a medallion in it that says, this is Utah, this is Colorado. You stand on all four points and you go, look, I'm in four states. My foot's in all four states. That's all it is. Desert plaque that's it me and my kid raced to get there it was closed on my previous trip 
some reason, they put a gate around it and they fucking close the monument. That is all it is is dirt with a plaque in it that says four corners. That was closed. So this trip, a mountain is closed. I know, right? Well, a little research could have figured all this out. So we get to the base of a mountain and it's closed. We were pissed. We replan our trip. We're going to stay an extra day. And uh, we go to go up Pikes Peak. Now, at the Grand Canyon, we had a stoner-ass ranger. And I'll tell you what, there's no cooler person in the world than a stoner wearing one of those smoky bear hats. You know what the rangers wear? (laughs) Federal park rangers wearing that cool federal uh, park ranger outfit. This guy was a total fucking stoner at the Grand Canyon. So I was hoping to get a veteran's discount, right? So we pull up, and it was, I think the Grand Canyon was like, uh, twenty-two dollars to get in the fucking grant to see the canyon that God made with the Colorado River. Uncle Sam wants fucking twenty-two dollars. You believe that shit, shards? That's wild. Have you seen the Grand Canyon in your travels? Uh, not since I was a kid. But you saw it. Your dad took you through it, there. Yeah, yeah. Rob, you seen the Grand Canyon? Nope. It's a canyon and it's grand. It's big. Anyway, so. Uh, the guy goes, hey, man, I, I'm not, this is not a fucking embellishment voice. This is what he sounded like. He's like, hey, man, hi, welcome to the Grand Canyon. Uh, have you been here before? And I said, yeah, a couple of years ago. And uh, I'm a veteran, so I hand him my, my ID. And he goes, oh, dude, you can get a free pass to all the national parks, man. He sounded like the dude on Finding Nemo. You know, the turtle, the stoner turtle? Yeah. He sounded like him. You get Crush. a free pass, dude crush yeah i'll hook you up man so he hooks me up does some paperwork hands me this black card beautiful card and he's like just sign the back you're into everything national for free dude including here zero dollars got into the grand canyon stoked hell yeah saw the canyon saw some elk elk don't give a fuck about humans man they were just walking through us like just get behind me so i can kick you in the fucking head human it was cool (laughs) Fast forward to the fucking Pikes Peak. We stay the next night. We stay that night. We go to Pikes Peak at 730 when the fucking toll booth opens. I pull in with a shit eating grin on my face and that fucking card in my hand. And I go, good morning. I got a pass. The dude goes, yeah, that uh, we're not that. We're not a national forest. This is a uh, – he, he went on for like eight seconds like this is a something-something zone, blah, blah, blah. It's like, huh? Yeah, wow. that'll be – yeah, instead of $34, it's $32. I was like, the fuck? To <laughs> climb a mountain that God made? Yeah, well, yeah. So I was like, I thought this was a national park or a national forest. No, this is a special something, blah, 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 blah. He gave me a big speech again. So we paid the fucking 32 fucking dollars to go up a mountain that God made. And as soon as you go through the toll booth, less than a mile away, it says, welcome to the Pikes Peak National Forest, which is exactly what the fucking card was supposed to give me on title for free. <laughs> I was furious. Wow. I was furious. I was furious. So yeah, somehow either Colorado or uncle Sam figured out a way to like, they're like, we're not making enough money off this fucking mountain we inherited. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's make a special toll booth. Oh, that fucking sucked. So we went up, it was beautiful. It was like a hundred degrees at the bottom. It was hot as fuck. The top was, I had to put on my hoodie and I was freezing to fucking death. Freezing, but it was cool. I also saw, they have a nice thing going on up there, the visitor center, but you know the song America the Beautiful, Rob? Absolutely. Did you sing that in Marine Boot Camp? 
America. No. Okay. No, 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 no. The chick that wrote that, the lady, lady, she was inspired to write that by standing at a certain point, which they have memorialized up the top, like so and so, whatever her name is, Mary Jane Rottencrotch stood here and it was inspired to write America the Beautiful. So I thought that was cool. That was cool. And then we basically drove home through eight states worth of terrible drivers. Get the fuck out of the left lane. Get the fuck out of the left lane. Yeah, I guess once was, you cross the Rockies, there ain't shit to stop for, huh? Nothing. Just like Dumb and Dumber. Well, I thought the Rockies would be a lot rockier. There was nothing to stop for. Except for I got a root beer float from an A&W. Have you guys ever eaten an A&W? Yep. You had, yeah, but I don't remember it. Shards, you were from Wisconsin. You had Culver's, Carver's, Culver's, right? Yeah. It's not as good as Culver's. Their root beer is like real, real, real homemade root beer. But yeah. we were pissing and getting fuel, and they had an A&W. The big sign said, we make our own root beer. I was like, okay, let's try this. So I went in, and I said to the, you know the guy from The Simpsons, a squeaky voice teen that's at every fast food in Quickie Mart? How can I help you? <laughs> I said, I said, do you still make root beer floats? Yes, we do. Okay, let me try one. It was fucking delicious. Like I remember it. Real ice cream on real root beer. It was fucking awesome. That was the highlight of the of the prairie. The Grand Prairie was a root beer float. A lot of windmills. I know Donnie says they kill the birds. All the birds die. All the birds dead. But you know who doesn't believe that? The prairie, the Kansas and the Colorado prairie dwellers are like, you know what? We want fucking free energy. So lots of windmills, lots of windmills. That was cool. That was pretty dope. Was your yeah. A&W that you found in the middle of nowhere? What about it? Was it in the middle of nowhere? Oh, pfft. it was in the middle of the middle of nowhere. If you took a circle of nowhere and then put a circle in the middle of the middle of nowhere, that's where this A&W was. The only A&W I ever been to was in the middle of nowhere, like somewhere between Fond du Lac and Appleton in Wisconsin and like an unincorporated town, two like big barns and a silo and then a fucking A&W. Yep. <laughs> like, no shit. Fuck? No shit. That's what this place was. Because in the prairie west east of Colorado, it's nothing until there's grain silos, a church and like a building and then that's a city that welcome to homerville a grain silo a church and a building <laughs> yeah god bless them though it was good it was good it was real food instead of all the other garbage available on the side of those roads so that was a highlight um so i starved myself from then on to get to kansas fucking city kansas no it was missouri everyone says kansas city kansas there's very little kansas city in kansas rob did you know that Oh, really? Yeah. Kansas City is mostly Kansas City, Missouri. Now, there must be a power struggle there. It might even be a Bimanyu Kukakui, a subtle flex. But for some reason, the Missouri side of Kansas City was like, fuck them. We're not going to let them have this. We're going we're gonna to be bigger and stronger. So Kansas City, Missouri is kind of a nothing. And you go to Kansas. Then you go to Missouri. Guess where the Kansas City uh, Royals and the Kansas City Chiefs play, Rob? Football and baseball. I know you don't know anything about sport. Guess where they play? Missouri. God damn, he's smart. Charge, you hear that? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, Incredible. they play in Kansas City Mo. So fuck Kansas. And from what I saw of Kansas, you know, you can have it. The tornado didn't do enough damage in the Wizard of Oz, in my opinion. Like, Jesus Christ. Seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. Oh, no. oh, oh, while we're on the subject, 
my biggest pet peeve in automotive uh, uh, infrastructure. We're driving down Interstate 70, an interstate. That means federal. That means we started on it in Colorado. We went all this way. In California, 70 is, is free. We get to fucking Topeka, Kansas, toll road. All of a sudden, they're like, hey, you're on a federal highway that's paid for by federal tax money. Yeah, pull over and get a ticket so you can pay us some fucking money. Just like those fucking Delaware pricks do in Delaware. Fuck you, Delaware. I had to pull over, get a ticket, then pull over again and pay them money to drive on a federal highway. What do you know about that? Fuck that. What's the horseshit? That's racketeering. That's Rico. That's uh, that's a, that that's extortion. However, I will note that I've seen a lot of toll collectors because I live in Florida and I drove a lot of toll roads, and they were all of Latin descent. This toll collector was five foot five, blonde hair, blue eyes, very Kansas. So that was weird. And she said hi. Well, thank you. Instead of just looking at you like, give me the money and I'll give you change and get the fuck out of here. So it was worth it, I guess. But how do you have a toll road on a federal fucking highway? I don't know. That makes no sense. I know, right? So I get to Kansas City, Missouri, and Anthony Bourdain, my man, Anthony's the hero of my life. He ate at a place called, fuck, I don't know the name, but I have my phone. <laughs> Where's my phone? <laughs> Somebody find my phone. Where's my assistant? Sorry. Better be sorry, Mike. This is unacceptable behavior. Story of my life, Shards. Gonna punish your pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sad I know what that word is. (laughs) I don't want to know what that word is. Why did you make it that word? Why do I know that word? Uh, It's called Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. It's in a gas station, literally in a gas station. It was packed. And uh, the fucking food was unbelievable. I'm going to show you guys a picture. Maybe I'll put it on the Insta. I got a rack of ribs. Can you all see that rack of ribs? It looks like. Oh, yeah. It looks like the Flintstones. There's my fat jowl face for scale. That's like, what, three Mike fat jowl faces, Shards? You think that's three of my faces? Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. It was like decent price. And I will say that my brother-in-law, shout out to B-Dog, cooks better ribs. But he cooks them artisan. Like, he spends one guy all day on that rack of ribs and it's better. These ribs are fucking amazing. So that was the highlight. I ate them fucking ribs, and they were fucking good. Kansas City, shout out. That's my favorite pork barbecue style. Rob, what's your favorite barbecue or barbecue style? Don't say Woody's or Sonny's. No. I, you going you to pass? I don't have pass? a favorite barbecue style. Sean, Here's what I will say about barbecue, though. Say it. Say if it, it requires me to utilize sauce, it's uh, not good bullshit, barbecue. Then. I yep. agree. I did that's not use I'll sauce. Say. But that's Texas barbecue is the one where they don't use sauce. Kansas, they have sauce, but I didn't use it because I didn't need to because they smoked them. But yes, that is a. I think that's a glass bottom pod constitutional amendment. Barbecue shall not be based on sauce. All in favor, say aye. 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 Okay. If you ever find yourself in Austin again, Style Switch is a pretty rad barbecue joint. I plan on getting back to Austin. I don't know if did I, I talked about it in the last pod. I think Austin's a rad town, and I'm going to get there. And it's it's not uh, Texas A&M that's there. It's Hook'em Horns, fucking Texas Longhorns in Austin. Oh, so that's even right, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Back when Vince Young 
shout out to the Titans, used to play real football until he got to the Titans. And he's like, this this hurts. I quit. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Soft barbecue sauce is a, is a, it's a cheat code. It's a, it's a cop out. Oh, that barbecue was good. And then after that, we just fucking drove non fucking stop all the way back to Cocoa, Florida. We had a great time. It was a great chip. My favorite part was drinking free beer, winning house money and the barbecue ribs. However, we took that a substantial part of our winnings. We got to Denver because we, the mountain was closed. You know, they closed mountains for some reason. We got to, not Denver, uh, Colorado Springs. We were starving. We went into a salt grass steakhouse, which is a small chain from Texas. And my kid was the devil. You know the devil, right, Rob? I do. We're boys. So we sit down on salt grass. We got like $200 worth of house money in our pockets from Las Vegas. And uh, the price jump was huge. It was like 11-ounce ribeye for like $22. Or or uh, I think it was like 36-ounce ribeye bone-in for like 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, no, I want a ribeye, but I'm getting this one. He's no, Dad, this house money. This house money, Dad, let's do this. I went for the bone-in ribeye. And they brought me a fucking another brontosaurus leg. And it was so Ooh. fucking good. And my kid got the, like the 750 ounce fucking T-bone. And we got appetizers. And we, uh, we put a big dent in our house winnings. But it was so <laughs> fucking good. We were pimping. Hats good for you. Saltgrass Steakhouse. It was cool. Other than that, that's a wrap, a quick wrap up of my vacation. Rob, what'd you do the last week? Anything interesting? Uh, I worked. <gasps> and... The cupcakes. Can I talk about the cupcakes? Are they classified? No, go about it. Go for it. Oh, dude, they were fucking great. Fuck yeah. It was Bert's birthday, or Nick, as we call him. And uh, some people came around handing out cupcakes. First, we signed a cool card that was hand-painted. How cool was that? I did enjoy the card. The card was The card was hand-painted. It was rad. And then they come around like, do you want a cupcake? It's Rob's birthday. Fuck yeah. Well, first I said no. I'm like, I've been eating healthy since the beginning of the year. And then I saw them. I was like, is that the cupcakes? <laughs> I'm honestly surprised that you had a cupcake. Shards can you. back me up. I was like, no, I don't want a cupcake. I don't know. I'm eating healthy. Yeah. And then she came around and I, I was like, <gasps> yeah, I told him, I was so, like, dude, there's cupcakes. And he's like, no, no, no. And she nope. came with the tray to me and I was nope. like, is that in a fucking ice cream cone? And I was like, Mike, you're going to want oh, one yeah. of these cupcakes. <laughs> He was right. He was right. She came around with the cupcake, and that was one of the best things I've eaten all year. That thing was cool. Not only did it look cool, like a fun party thing, like you, you just hand those out because it was a sugar, not a sugar cone. What do they call that kind of cone? Sugar cones. It's like a little kid's ice cream cone. What do they call that? It's a little kid's ice cream cone, but it's not a cone. It's more of a cup kind of yeah, ice yeah. cream cone with the crisscross applesauce on the bottom and the, and it was filled with cake. Most of the people, Rob, I don't know if you know this, I discovered that there was pudding inside. Did you discover Yes. That? A lot of yes. people I talked to, including aficionados like Marsha, she's like, oh my God, I didn't know there was pudding in there. What? I was like, what, did you just swallow it whole like a pill? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed mine, especially when like the, the frosting, I, to bite it right, the frosting kind of went up my nostrils. So I, I'm I'm used to picking in there and getting things out. So I, I got the frosting out. Oh, you would no eat problem. it too. <laughs> of course I would. What are you going to do, rub it on a wall? I got the frosting out. And uh, they were magical. They were fucking great, Rob. What a great birthday present for you. Happy birthday. It, 30. It, was, it was pretty great. 
Thank now you. it's time to sing. Shards, it's time to, for us to sing. <clears throat> All right, and I'm out of here. Have a good night, guys. You, right, no, 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 listen. <laughs> Shards, you going high or low? You pick. Are you going to – you, you set the tone and I'll go – I'll, I'll harmonize. Ready? I'm not wow, really good at the happy you. birthday thing. I just usually wing it and let it clash. That's I'll, the best way. All right. I'll sing it and you harmonize. Ready? All right. What style do you, Rob? What style do you want? Happy birthday. Do you want like hip hop, R and B? Do you want soul? Do you want funk? Do you want? Oh, I Axel want, Rose. Uh, Axel Rose can sing you. No, I want steakhouse birthday. Oh, like oh, like we go. work at a steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go. Happy, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday! We at Saltgrass Steakhouse say happy birthday. Please come back next year and bring your credit card. Wee! happy birthday why would you pick steakhouse you could have had mexican restaurant birthday you could have had so many different birthdays rob but you pick steakhouse i pick steakhouse that's what i pick (laughs) okay well happy birthday rob 30 years does you look pretty good for 30 how old's uh how old's our cat back there our boy billy ray uh two or three two is he planning on doing like Botox? Like if your whole body is skin, do you plan ahead to uh, tighten that shit up when you get old? Do you think he's planning? No, on- he has a, he has a pretty good workout regimen. He does. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember that old joke where uh, a bear takes a shit in the woods and he looks at a rabbit and says, does shit stick to your fur? And the rabbit goes, no. So the bear wipes his ass with the rabbit. Yeah. I wonder if the cats don't have that luxury. Like, it's all skin. I wonder. I wonder what they feel about like. May I take a shit and does like is does it stick to them? Are there dingleberries on a hairless cat or like what's going on there? Yes, I, there are. Really? Oh, let's ask the next one. <laughs> <Let's ask Nesquik>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Honestly, I was focused on him and his cat. I forgot. I, like this one was on me. Never mind. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, we've I can confirm being time. hairless that uh, wiping is a lot cleaner than it used to be. Yeah, I always wondered why God put hair down there to just make it tougher. But you know, he he has a lot of practical jokes on us. So okay, good to know. That's good to know. Good to know. Well, we've wasted enough of their time, and we've had a good time. I'm sorry I wasted it all talking about my trip. My trip is over. I won't waste your time talking about it anymore. If you drive, get out of the fucking fast lane. Move to the right. That's all I gotta say. And. uh Charge, you got anything to add to this? I don't. Rob. Knowledge is power. Power corrupts. So study yeah. hard and be evil. Ooh, I like it. He caught me with the uppercut. All right. See you. Pussy. <laughs> you heard the show. Now go follow the show. Go find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Be a friend. Tell a friend and subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. Catch you on the next one. Thank you.